What are you doing? The robot? <laughs> Good morning, everyone. Gotta love it. Gotta love it. <laughs> Power Life TV broadcast. Pastor Brian. And Pastor Tasha. Here to give you another great morning show, morning devotional. Good morning. Good morning, everyone. This is the day that the Lord has made. We, we will rejoice and be glad in it. Praise the Lord. <laughs> it's uh what's the day? Oh, Wednesday. Today. Is it Wednesday? It's Wednesday. It's hump day. One of our favorite days of the week. Amen. Uh, why is that? We love to teach the word. It is uh, word day. And uh, so we have what's called Rama Cafe. It's our Wednesday night Bible study. Yep. And you say, why is it called Rama Cafe? Because I was looking forward to the future that one day we're going to be in our church building and I, I foresee like us being in church, but it's also going to be like a cafe setting and people have TVs all around and they can sit there and watch us. And it's going to be good. I think it's going to be really good. So Rhema Cafe. Amen. Rhema Word. Amen. Well, you know, I, I trust that we all woke up on the right side of the bed this morning that uh today is gonna be a great day and you know everybody <laughs> wakes up with something on their mind i know women we always think about what we have to do today uh-huh you know i have it on my mind oh i got a, about a hundred things i want to do uh-huh and today the lord is going to be your help i just believe that i receive the help from the holy spirit to do whatever it is i have to face today amen and so I pray that same blessing over you today yep. and that, uh, you know, you have that good day. It's going to be a good day. And yes. then uh, we don't own the rights to this music. It is uh, Canton Jones uh, off of his album Kingdom Business. And the name of the song is called My Day. My Day. My Day. So good morning, everyone. Let me give some shout outs to today. some people who are online with us. Deborah Williams. Pastor William King, running for, I believe, county judge in Dickinson. Yes, if I was in Dickinson, I'd be voting for Pastor King. Yep. I would want him to be my judge. Uh, let's see. We have um, uh, Carla Bro. We have Shirley Hughes Young, Julie Busby, Irma James, uh, Charlotte Chandler. Uh, yes, God has ordered our steps. Order yeah. my steps. steps. Y'all did a great job, by the way. Oh, thank you. Yeah, y'all did an awesome job. Thank you. Thanks a lot. Um, Good morning, Rebecca Hausler. Rebecca. Amen. I need uh, to get on YouTube. Don't forget to like and love our videos. Give us thumbs up and engage. The more you engage, the more visibility our videos get. Mm -hmm. Guess what? Somebody, share the videos. Share your videos with your family and friends. Let them see what you do in the morning. Mm -hmm. Let them know that you devote your morning time to worship. Amen. Amen. Well, we are, we're talking about uh, a unique subject called Elephant in the Room. This is Conflict Resolution Part 2. And uh, yesterday we left off talking about uh, what well, we, we've gotten past talking about love. Mm -hmm. And um, we were talking about the mystery of oneness. The mystery of oneness. The mystery of oneness. You know, and we, we talked about the the uh, four types of uh, Greek love, you know, of love using Greek terms. Mm -hmm. Now, uh, it's important to mention that the Greeks have... Uh, 
a lot of words Mm -hmm. that they use to describe love. Mm -hmm. And for Americans, we use the word love for everything, right? We, we love uh, our car. car. We love our dogs. We love our snacks. We love this dish. We love this dish. And you know, in the Greek, love the word love is used in more specific terms Mm -hmm. but four terms that really jump out is the term agape Mm -hmm. phileo storge and what's the uh uh, eros eros Mm -hmm. and so we use these terms to describe the type of love that you should have in a marriage relationship and the truth is you should have all, all of them all four yeah all four of them should be in display in your marriage relationship and you might say well i'm not married mm-hmm. well a lot of these uh types of love should be displayed in your other relationships mm-hmm. especially the agape love mm-hmm. the agape love is the unconditional love and the love you have by decision not by emotion that's right that's right yeah, and we talked about how this love should have the foundation of friendship. Mm, um, this marriage. Yes, yeah, marriage um, covenant. This agape love should be preceded by friendship love, mm-hmm, that, mm-hmm. Uh, that covenant love. Um, when, we, when we're talking about love and oneness and how to resolve conflict, I want to go back to the basics and the foundation of God. It was God's idea for man to be married or marriage was God's idea. So, Mm -hmm. so if God defined marriage, we don't have the right to redefine marriage. That's exactly right. (laughs) You know, and we don't have the right to redefine how we should be married. Right. Exactly. And so, and so we have to look at why did God, uh, design marriage? Right. Did he have a purpose? Yeah. And, and then, you know, when you think about that was the only purpose for marriage, uh, to procreate mm-hmm. because everything I see in scripture tells me that that this is not the only reason, especially if you, you know, for, for marriage, especially when you look at the book of Ephesians, where it says that marriage, the marriage relationship is designed to reflect our relationship with Christ, with Christ mm-hmm. which Paul describes by way of the Holy Spirit is a mystery. Mm -hmm. It is a Mm -hmm. mystery. It is something that has only been revealed in this church age, Mm -hmm. how we are to relate to God. Mm -hmm. And what's interesting is that God designed this union from the beginning. Mm -hmm. You know, the marriage union was designed from the beginning. Mm -hmm. And so here we're at the end of times. The Bible says we are in the last days. I didn't say it. The Bible said it. Mm -hmm. Uh, Jesus Mm -hmm. actually is the one who said that we are in the last days. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, Here in the last days, now this mystery has been revealed Mm -hmm. how we are to relate to the father. Mm -hmm. And he wants us to have a relationship of oneness. So, so talk to us about where you want to go now from in the scripture. So Malachi chapter two, verse 15, we started on this yesterday and we dealt with uh, the mystery of oneness where it says, didn't the Lord make you one with your wife? Mm. Now it says in body and spirit, you are his. Mm. And what does he want? Godly children from your union. Mm. So we see now that you're you're getting along. Let's just put it in layman's terms. You and your spouse getting along affects your children. Right. 
And so what do you say to the, and I know most people, most, most couples can have children. Mm -hmm. I mean, let's say that from the start, but there may be couples out there who cannot have children. Mm -hmm. So, so we know that there are lots of options Mm -hmm. in a, in a um, relationship, relationship such as this one, Mm -hmm. but we should also recognize that there are more than one way, ways to produce children. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, uh, one of the things, too, and I wanted to go uh, this next part, it says, so guard your heart, remain loyal to the wife of your youth. So mm. so loyalty and uh, faithfulness uh, really has a lot to do with you having the ability to resolve the conflict. Yes. And it has the ability, it, it presents the ability for you to be able to raise your children properly. Because if you get things out of order and we talk about the priority and everything and we talk about how God made it was God first, then your spouse, then your children, you know, then that. So you cannot look at God's design and try to, you know, recreate, re- recreate it. How do we try to recreate the wheel? Well, we so try to speak. We, 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 we think that we know what's important. Mm. So we take you know, well, I got to take care of my children. You know, I have to put my children above my spouse because my spouse can take care of himself. My children can't. Mm-hmm. And so instead- And that's reasonable. That's, re- that's a reasonable thought, but you, you have to remember the proper order. God is mm, a God of order. Yes. And if you want to keep the conflict out, you do things God's way. Right. Because, you know, wherever there is uh, evil intention, wherever there's strife, mm-hmm. wherever there's bickering, there's going to be every evil work. That's what the word says. That's, that's the, right. That's what the word says. So you, you can do it your way, but you're not going to, you're not going to get the best results. Mm-hmm. And so what happens in a, in a relationship like that? And, you know, maybe one of the two parents decided to do it their own way. Mm-hmm. Instead of putting their spouse first, they put the children first. What is the result of that? Well, you, you, number one, you, you cause your children to, uh, I was going to say vulnerable, but I'm looking for a better word. But I'm just let's just use the word vulnerable. They're going to be vulnerable, mm. you know, vulnerable to an attack or subject to subject to an attack. Uh, also, you don't you don't teach them. Um, you teach them how to manipulate. Wow, that's huge. <laughs> you know, you you teach your children how to play play you against your spouse, mm. which also causes conflict. Oh my God. And yes. I don't know about you, your your relationship, but when we got married, we recognized that our children could come between us. Mm, yes, we did. <laughs> and they even tried. And we were so, it is important to state that we were so uh, enraptured mm-hmm. by our children. Mm-hmm. You know, we didn't just kind of love our children we loved our children Mm -hmm. still do i mean but from when the from the time that they were little uh even our oldest child you know we did everything Mm -hmm. for her Mm -hmm. uh yeah not not knowing that you are supposed to allow some level of independence. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we would take her to the bathroom. We would, you know, tie her shoes and literally did everything for this child. Between the two of us, we catered to her to her every need. Mm-hmm. And it was kind of like uh, that movie uh, with um, with um, Eddie Murphy when he was the king. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, uh, coming to America. Coming to America. And, and you know, the man had never even, you know, 
gone to the bathroom by himself. Mm -hmm. Well, when we brought our youngest one, our oldest one to school, we said, well, who's going to go to the bathroom yeah, with yeah. her? Who's going to take her to the bathroom? Who's going to take her to the bathroom? And the teacher looked <laughs> at us like, like what? <laughs> what? You mean she doesn't go to the bathroom by herself? And it's like, no, that's our job. <laughs> right. And the teacher said, well, that's not my job. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yep. You got to go so we, more development. And so we learned that we needed to allow her mm -hmm. to do some things for herself, mm -hmm. even maybe make a few mistakes mm -hmm. in order for her to grow, mm -hmm. in order for her to develop. Mm -hmm. She needed the pressure of having to do something that was outside of her comfort mm -hmm. zone and outside of our comfort zone. Right. And so even in marriage, you know, uh, marriage develops that, and becomes yeah, resilient yeah. through the pressures mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. of having to go outside of your comfort zone. Mm -hmm. You know, anytime uh, we that counsel so a couple, uh, the worst couples to counsel are two very selfish people mm -hmm. who always have to have things their own way. Mm -hmm. And so we find that in a marriage relationship, the best couples are the couples who are friends with each other, mm -hmm. who are willing to bend on some things that they want for themselves. Yeah. The, the couples who are willing to prefer mm. the other person. And one thing that we took on as a motto uh, when we first got married is that we are trying to out give each other. Mm -hmm. That's right. We're, tr we're constantly trying and we made to confessions in the beginning too. Go ahead. I don't want to cut no, you off. No, you're yeah. good. Go yeah. ahead. What but we, we also made very uh, definitive confessions. Mm -hmm. You know, we said that we would have days of heaven on earth. Yep. Well, we, we didn't necessarily <laughs> say it like that. We just said that you did say it like that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I say we'll never have one boring day. Oh yes, you did. Yeah, we won't. We won't have this. Would and not so be a boring day. We marriage. would have a boring, or, or not boring, or maybe a crazy day. Yeah. We say, well, we said we would never have, have a, boring, a boring day. Every day is an adventure. <laughs> <laughs> you know? so. Yeah, something crazy happens, and we look at each other and say, "Well, it's an adventure." Yeah, at least that's an adventure. <laughs> <laughs> and, and we also made uh, comments like, uh, "Every day would be a honeymoon." Yeah. So that's what being days of heaven on earth. So we, we, <laughs> we, we said that we would live out days of honeymoon. And, you know, mm -hmm. you know, a lot of times in a marriage, once the honeymoon is over. Right. Now we got to get down to the nasty yeah. now and yeah. now. And it's, it's what we're going to jump into this next subject here. Uh, character development. Oh, man. You know, marriage, God created relationships to perfect our character. Right. I love that book. Uh, if you're an avid reader, read The Sacred Marriage. Mm. I forgot the author's name. Is that by uh, no, Smiley? It's not Smiley. It's not the Smiley's. By Chapman? I, I don't believe. It could be. It yeah. could be Chapman. Uh, but I, I love to read them. I, I see the cover. I just can't see the name right now. Right. Um. So this was one of those books that was outside of, outside of the Smalley family. Mm -hmm. I love everything that the Smalleys write mm -hmm. because they're a family of psychologists who study marriage and family and explain it from God's perspective. I just love everything that they write. But uh, the sacred marriage was from a different author. And I thought it was so insightful that he recognized that marriage was not built so that you could, you know, look the best or mm -hmm. something like that. Mm. Marriage was designed to perfect your character yeah. because 
when yeah, you freak. get around your spouse, that's when all the masks come off. Mm-hmm. That's when all the phoniness comes off. Mm-hmm. That's when you're not on your best behavior. Mm-hmm. That's when you, you know, when you um, get around someone who knows you in and out and are not going to give you uh, the same yeah. mercy mm-hmm. and the same. Um, they're not going to overlook your faults the way a stranger would. Mm-hmm. They're, they're more prone to pointing out your faults. Right. <laughs> That's exactly right. <laughs> your spouse is not going to be polite to you mm-hmm. about the things that you always do mm-hmm. as a habit mm-hmm. uh, that need to be perfected. Yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> they're, they're not going to hold back, and that's Look, what I can ha- hear the church saying, "Amen." And then that's <laughs> what happens after the honeymoon. You oh know, my gosh. you get past the honeymoon stage and now character development. Starts. Yeah. I mean, the stuff that was so cute when you were dating mm-hmm. stops being cute when you're married. Yeah. Yeah. Well, one of the components though of this thing about perfecting your character is maturity comes from realizing that it's not about you and Ooh. it's not about, well, let me just say it like this. It's not about self. It's not about uh, my independent single self. You know, you know how a lot of people, they get married and, okay, my clothes stay here and your clothes stay there. <laughs> it's so, no mingling. It's no, so Pastor Young it's no, it's no, is tap dancing all It's no over. mingling. Because <laughs> in my mind, there there is a place for segregation when yeah. it comes to laundry. <laughs> I believe right. in segregation when it comes to laundry. Uh-huh. Your clothes belong over here uh-huh. and my clothes belong over there. Yeah. But see, I hear the old Negro <laughs> spiritual. <laughs> we shall all overcome. We we shall overcome. Okay. I mean, the first time this man mingled his clothes with mine, I must have had a conniption yeah. fit uh-huh. because his clothes yeah. did not belong with mine. Yeah. Yeah, right. But, but we was developing character. Oh yes, we was developing character. We so. we we developed some character. Yeah, but what what <laughs> what what happens though is you you do realize okay, it's two of us now. You know, I'm not. In and this, we're family. Yeah, and we're family, and I'm not in this by myself. That's right. You know, when God That's looked right. at Adam, He said it's not good that He be all one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, talk about that just a little bit. You know, when God saw Adam, mm-hmm. and you know, He did not have anyone compatible. Right. So, you know, God was, uh, you know, of course, the most intelligent being that ever was or ever will be. Uh, He recognized that that uh, it was not good for man to be. And we often see the word alone, but Mm -hmm. we don't realize that when we dig into its Hebrew Mm -hmm. roots, that it was saying it was not good for man to be all one. And it's because of man's inclination for selfishness. Mm -hmm. It's because of man's inclination to think he's the only one, Mm -hmm. that he's the best, that he must be God. Mm -hmm. And this is what happened to the Satan when the Satan started getting attention. Mm -hmm. It's amazing how when Satan recognized that he was at the sides of the north. And Mm -hmm. you can read about that in Ezekiel, how close Satan was to the 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 presence of God. Mm-hmm. He guarded the presence of yeah, God. Yeah. And as he guarded the presence of God, he had to get 
close to God. Mm-hmm. And he was the only angelic being mm-hmm. that was that close to God. Mm-hmm. And he began at this point to think more highly of himself than yeah. he ought. Mm-hmm. He started having selfish thoughts. Mm-hmm. This is what God did not want to happen to Adam. Right. Right. He didn't want Adam to start thinking selfish thoughts mm-hmm. like he was the only and the best. Mm-hmm. He didn't want him to start comparing himself to God. Mm-hmm. And uh, because God created man for fellowship. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. so then he didn't want the very thing that he created man for to be the thing, the distinct characteristic that kept us apart. Mm-hmm. And so selfishness, selfishness, yeah, selfishness. Right. And, and so you wow. should have yeah. a proper love of self because the Bible says, love your neighbor as yourself. Mm-hmm. So you should have a proper love of self, but not an inflated yeah, love, love of self. self. Yeah. And so, and so what God really wanted was at, for Adam to, to see that there was no being in this earth that was equal to him. Mm-hmm. That's the first thing he pointed out. So what did he do? He paraded every animal in front of mm-hmm. Adam and he let Adam know that he was the one who had dominion over the animals in that Adam was the one who named every mm-hmm, animal. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He said, you're the master of these animals. Mm-hmm. But when it came to the woman, he didn't parade that woman in front of Adam until he had pulled that woman out of, out of yeah, Adam. Yeah. In other words, you're not to hate this being mm-hmm. because you cannot hate yourself. Mm-hmm. Yes, You're right. supposed to have a proper love, love of self. self. Yeah. So when you look at this woman, mm-hmm. man with a womb, man with a womb, you're supposed to love it. Yeah. And it's worth me pointing out as well that God paraded. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now, many people believe this false thought mm-hmm. that God is going to pick my mate. You know, so I'm waiting on God to pick my mate. And we we do we, we have this teaching in love, sex, and dating when we talk right. about being single and whole. Uh, but I want you to catch what happened. God did not pick Eve for Adam. Oh. He paraded the woman before Adam. And Adam was the one who perceived this is bone of my bone. This is bone of my bone. This is flesh of my flesh. This is the only one that's compatible to me. Not yeah. not that. Uh, 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 she's supposed to be a helpmate for me. You know, that's not what he's talking about. Help me for me, but she's a helper that's compatible, yeah. a person that's compatible to me. And it's important to note that the word helper that is meat yeah. meant this. She was not only compatible, but the exact word yeah. was comparable. Mm-hmm. Comparable. Mm-hmm. Comparable means this, uh, that. The man was created with upper body strength. Mm-hmm. The woman was created with lower, lower body strength. Mm-hmm. We're comparable mm-hmm. in that way. In other words, we fit together. We work together. We work together. Yeah. There's nothing, you know, yeah, if, yeah, if yeah, you're the yeah. lock, I'm the key. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, we only work, we only function well when we're together. Mm-hmm. And you gotta you gotta understand this too, that when you are in a conflict. You should be looking to work together rather mm-hmm. than fighting about who's messing up. Right. So I always use this illustration and I say <laughs> the two of you are like uh, two people in a boat. The boat has a hole in it. It's sinking. It's filling up with water. You have no paddle, 
you're both drowning, but you're arguing over who didn't bring the paddle. You're arguing over who didn't bring the stuff to patch up the boat. Or else who put the hole in the or boat? Who put the hole in the boat? In the first place. Yeah. So instead of you working together to fix the problem, you're working against each other and you're both dying. Mm. And that is the picture of conflict. Oh my gosh. How many marriages, how many people feel like that this morning? How many people feel like, you know, I'm feeling crushed by the conflict I'm having with my spouse right Mm -hmm, now. mm -hmm. And, you know, God wants you to know that, you know, first of all, your marriage relationship is going to work better if you stop figuring out who to, who the blame blame Mm -hmm. is, who's to blame, Mm -hmm. because we have to think about what is the spiritual root of trying to figure out who's to blame. Mm -hmm. We just want to know who deserves the punishment. Mm -hmm. That's right. Deep down, when we hurt, we want the next person to experience the same hurt that we do so that they will understand. Mm -hmm. But we have to recognize that once they understand, they're not going to want to be drawn yeah, to you. That's right. Come on. They're not going to want to be close to you. Mm-hmm. They're not going to want to depend on you or mm-hmm. rely on you. Mm-hmm. And marriage works best in an atmosphere of oneness. Mm-hmm. We do better not trying to figure out who's to blame. In yeah. fact, it's amazing how if you want to diffuse a conflict, mm-hmm. do something unselfish Mm -hmm. and that is often the the first step Mm -hmm. in diffusing a conflict Mm -hmm. what should you do do this how about this you know what this was my fault Mm -hmm. yeah i was just gonna say that you know yeah take the first step take the first step do something you know we learned in retail this saying which is not true that the customer is always right. Mm-hmm. And that's because retailers recognize <laughs> that if you make the customer feel bad, mm-hmm. then they won't want to buy your goods. Right, right. But if you recognize that what they are really wanting in that moment of conflict is to be right, mm-hmm. that you can yes, say, yes. you can say, you know what? What can I do to resolve this issue? Now you're focused on the hole that's in the bottom mm-hmm, of the boat mm-hmm. rather than who's to blame. Mm-hmm. Why is that? Why is that so powerful? Why is that truth so powerful? Because blame keeps you average. Yeah, yeah. You, there is no growth in an atmosphere of blame. Mm-hmm. As long as you have someone to blame, then you don't have to deal with the problem. Yeah, that's right. And so God wants us to recognize that we can deal with the problem. We can overcome. Uh, uh, overcome the conflict, but not if we're trying to figure out who's to blame. That's right. You know, I want to I want to close it with this. You know, we're we're talking about the elephant in the room, and a lot of people are really being. Ble- I think you're really blessed by what you heard today. Uh, one of the things that you really want to walk away with is learn how to get a level head. Oh, gosh. stop trying to be Ooh. right all of the time. But take the first step. There's a story of a man that was very hard and gruff. <coughs> he became one of the most powerful men that ever walked the face of the earth. His name mm-hmm. was Smith Wigglesworth. Mm. Raised many people from the dead. But before he got to the power, he had to go through a character change. And what happened is his <laughs> wife took the first step. He told her, you, couldn't, you can't go to church. She said, I, I put God before you. I love you, but I put God before you. And she left that house. And she went to church. Now, he told her, if you leave, you will not be able to come in this house. Yeah. And most people would say, well, okay, well, he gave a decree, you know, go in the house in the middle of winter, Mm -hmm. bitter cold. Mm -hmm. 
or go to church and uh, face perhaps freezing yeah. to death. Yeah. And she sat outside that whole night because he locked that door and would not let her in. She had to trust God. She had to trust God. And so next morning, and I know some of y'all going, the devil is a lot, but I just, <laughs> Next morning, hot grits, baby. Uh, she opened. <laughs> he opened that door. She fell in. She got up, dusted herself off, got that snow off of her body, and she went to the kitchen and began to cook his meal. Didn't say a word to him. Cooked his meal. She took the first step. She could have been in her anger. She could have been in her feels, but she cooked the meal. Medea said, "Fixing breakfast." Yeah, yeah. That's what Medea said. But here's what happened. Saying. That act of resolving the conflict caused this man to become the most powerful man that ever walked the face of this, one of the most powerful men that ever walked the face of this earth. And his name was Smith Wigglesworth. So all we're saying is there's, it's not going to hurt you. Yeah, it may hurt your flesh. It may hurt, your, hurt This is what it will hurt, your pride. It'll hurt your pride. And your ego. Yeah. But let's not forget the scripture that says that pride goeth before the, the fall. fall. That's right. And, right. and a haughty spirit before the what destruction. That's right. That's and so right. God is letting us know. He gives us some clues in this word yeah. about how to conduct ourselves. Yeah. That's you right. know, it's amazing. That's Just right. read the word. That's right. <laughs> See you tonight. Raymond Cafe, let us bless you. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The, the Lord, Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you his peace. peace. We, we declare, declare shalom, shalom and blessings over your life. And we, and we declare, declare that Jesus is Lord and he's upholding all things by the word of his power. We bless, we love we you. We bless, we we'll love you. We'll see you tonight. Amen. <laughs> what happened?